0: live from the Abraham Lincoln radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty Armstrong and Getty and now
3: he is Armstrong and Getty
2: live
3: from Studio C I was it's expecting the Monday intro senor yeah me too dimly that room deeper than the bowels of the armstrong and getty communications compound it isn't monday you see is the thing and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager arguing about the covid masks vaccines schools in out
0: whatever uh, man, you man, argue I'm about so the covid
3: i got other i got other things to do you argue about the covid <laughs> um crack up the music michael it's an information party it's the sort of party you go to, and there's music and drinks and chips, and people are trading facts and figures and news nuggets that they've come across. That's what Ooh, an look, information party is. Look, everyone, a columnist. <laughs> or a podcaster. There's a podcaster <laughs> yes. over in the corner. And then, sad, alone over there, an AM talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that.
0: <laughs> That is a short week again, yeah, mm. yeah, those of you griping about us taking vacation days, you have no idea how difficult our lot is to show oh. up and torment you day after
3: day, just so for tired. four hours. I know <laughs> four straight hours we're only human, it's unrelenting. <laughs> Um, I got my favorite thing that I want to pass along uh, from news that I dug up over the weekend, but we ought to start the show officially before we do that. I'm Jack Armstrong. he's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, September the seventh the year 2021 where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Okay, let's swing into action, then officially, according to FCC, rules and regulations. Here we go, at Mark. Fighting about the
4: vaccine. I just don't understand why you won't do it. Just get
1: it. I'm not putting some experimental drug in my body. You do actual drugs. Fighting about the vaccine.
0: After trunks. That's the Fighting About the Vaccine song from the fabulous Ryan Long. Really
3: funny video we have posted oh. at
0: armstrongandgetty.com.
3: Are we going to hear more of that later? <clears throat> sure, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to. That sounds fantastic. So this week, the um, the government three hundred dollar federal weekly benefits handout thing ends, and uh, some people have their uh, pantaloons in a wad over that. Um, it is going Don't to be watch the, your pantaloons. Uh, Washington Post had this article about how it's the it's the most abrupt and largest disruption of a government program in U.S. history. And they quote a variety of people about, they just don't care about us, the working people, and everything like that. Of course, they never quote a single taxpayer who has been working this whole time who would say, yeah, I'd kind of like to not continue to pay forever for people to not work. They never, ever quote taxpayers on this stuff. Only the people that are getting, never the people that are paying, always Right. Which is well, just I like, amazing.
0: I, I probably read the same Wapo uh piece and I liked uh, the next paragraph starts with some say they'll be forced to look for work.
3: Well, okay, yeah, so that's <laughs> oh, what no. I was about to get into. Perish so that's in that's two different articles. There's one that was all about how the great disruption and how they're going to stop the payments and the lots of quotes from people on how hard it was going to be on them. But then the other topic is why America has 8.4 million unemployed when there are 10 million job openings. Got 10 million job openings and 8.4 million unemployed. There's a big mismatch at the moment between jobs available and what workers want. One interesting thing I think about that is, to me, it, 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 uh, it makes an assumption. It makes a couple of assumptions. One, that none of us have ever worked jobs that we didn't want. Or that the millions and millions of people out there right now that are working, you know, I don't know, making beds in hotels or in the kitchen of a restaurant or whatever, they want that job. I don't want that job, but they want that job. They don't want that job either, dude. They don't want that job either. It's just the one that they can get right now to pay their bills. That's why they're doing it. It's so the, be the whole, first time in human history that uh, you had a choice
0: between uh, working or not thinking that was such a fun job I'll just get paid not to work till something better comes along.
3: But am I wrong Isn't that sort of what's assumed there that all those other people that are doing those jobs they're either not very bright or don't have different ambitions than they, they wouldn't like to do a cool higher paying job they they like working uh, at a hotel and and doing laundry. Well, and I've said this
0: for a long time, and I stand by it. On the left, there is a strange kind of muted racism that it's okay for brown people to do these jobs, and it's okay for white people to not do these jobs and to get paid to sit at home on their hineys.
3: So forcing white people to do brown people jobs is somehow mean? Or the other class distinction that is also bigoted of the, well, I'm a college graduate, and they're not. And non-college graduates should work in kitchens and do all those kind of jobs. I have a college degree, so I'm going to go ahead and take taxpayer money until I find something that I, that fulfills my soul. Um, so there's that aspect of it. Then the paragraph that Joe... Um, Reference. A mystery sits at the heart of the economic recovery. There are 10 million job openings, yet more than 8.4 million unemployed are still actively looking for work. This weekend, the employment crisis will hit an inflection point, as many of the unemployed lose $300 in federal weekly benefits, and millions of gig workers and self-employed will lose their unemployment benefits. Some anticipate a surge in job seekers. <laughs> <laughs> Some who can add two and two together and understand if you
0: drop an object, it falls. Yeah, people that d- ingenious can figure out what's going to
3: happen. Yep. So, okay. that's I, I don't even know what you do with a free market capitalist system that is treated that way. I just I don't even know. And again, no, nobody ever quotes the taxpayer, the, the, the people that do have jobs. Well, it's the millions of people that don't have jobs. It sucks not having a job. Um, and it sucks having a job you hate. I don't discount any of those things. But there are way more people that are still in their jobs that uh, you know, ought to have at least a voice now and then over the whole taking some of my taxpayer money and using it for right. this. Well,
0: just and on a societal level to soar up to thirty thousand feet, it is so strange to witness a society that is trying to remove repercussions, trying to remove discomfort. I don't know about you, discomfort's been the motivator behind virtually everything I've done in my life. Whether it's, I don't want to be starving poor, I don't want my wife to be mad at me, I don't want my friends to think I'm a, a, a loser, that's that's it's, that's it's good. Negative emotions of that sort, negative repercussions are good. They're motivators, yet we're trying to remove them. Anyway, anyway we'll have more
3: on that. There was a so-called disappointing jobs report that came out on Friday when we were off the air and we'll talk about that later. And we got some Afghanistan and uh as Joe mentioned there's some covid stuff and there's a variety of other things to talk about. Oh yeah, and you mentioned uh, going to college, the uh the
0: uh, you know, the prejudice toward the non-colleged uh the numbers male versus female at America's uh, undergrad schools and, and grad schools even worse. They have gone from troubling to crazy yeah, the way that. males are underrepresented in colleges, and and of course you can't get even a conversation going because colleges are still aflame with talks about the patriarchy and gender equity and the rest of it. Women out are number men sixty forty on a lot of campuses. Some are even worse.
3: Yeah, now I want to talk about that. And as a guy with two young boys, he's raising that. I find that troubling. Not that I think college is the uh, the answer to all or maybe even any problems, but um. Uh, that's odd, because I think that fits in with a lot of the rest of society, not just college. Yeah,
0: yeah that's what makes the compli- the, uh, the conversation so uh, complicated. Rather that the the college thing—you must go to college. College is the only path. Is just—it's silly. It's overblown. So you have that on the one side. Um, on the other side, you have a a society moving away from the manly virtues to becoming a a more uh, effeminate society a kinder gentler cubicle oriented society um so it's you know it's
3: complicated lots to talk about today how's mailbag look it's mediocre at best honestly Mm -hmm. doesn't the nfl season start soon yes this sunday or this thursday's the first game giants took two out of three from the dodgers over the weekend so that sort of thing that was pretty awesome
0: Anyway, I watched more you know, baseball
3: than I'd like to admit over the weekend. I was oh, so cool. into
0: it, loved it. Yeah,
3: I didn't see a second, but I don't do anything pleasurable. That's kind of something I've tried to cut out of my life. Hmm. Anything that uh, reeks of relaxation or uh, pleasure, I try to eliminate from my life. Mister Spock over here. Yes, exactly. Um, but our text line is 415 295 KFTC. Lots on the way. Stay with us.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of uh, the virus, Deborah Saunders, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, retweeted an article over the weekend. Media yawns as Delta Wave hits blue states. So the Delta Wave hit some red states first, and it was all about stupid red staters, and their vaccination and masks and Trump voters and morons. And now that it's Ron hitting DeSantis blue states... Is a murderer. Now it's hitting blue states because our belief is it just goes where it's going to go and does what it's going to do, practically, without regard to your reaction. Um, it's now hitting blue states, and it's just not quite as interesting. <laughs> oh, man.
0: You have to laugh. You have you to do. laugh to keep from getting angry. There's no use being angry, you know, all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. Freedom-loving quote of the day right here. Oh, yeah. The fife, the The drums. Once again, from Dwight D. Eisenhower, Save the Free World, you know. Several hundred thousand of his
3: his best friends. I like this. Oh, I want to talk about that later. I'm into this new book, this new revisionist history about World War II that's getting so much attention. Mm -hmm. Really interesting stuff called Stalin's War. I have to talk about that more later. You, like all middle-aged men, (laughs) what does John Mulaney say? Studying for some... (laughs) uh, Does it seem like all our dads are preparing for some sort of World War II trivia contest?
2: (laughs) And I had sworn off
3: World War II books. I'd sworn it off, like, okay, you've learned all you need to learn about that, all right? You don't need to... But this new book, it's, it's making a splash because it's a completely different view of World War II, and it's really interesting.
0: Wow, okay.
3: You heard about Hitler,
0: right? Bad guy. Bad guy. Ran yeah, Germany.
3: he gets way too much attention is the whole point of this book.
0: Wow. Nazi That's interesting. Germany. It's not soft on the Nazis, is it?
3: No, the point well, is... Gonna, we it, can talk about it later yeah. if you want. Yeah, okay. The point Here's is, is fr- Stalin's war. Stalin started the war. Stalin won the war. The Russians mostly fought it. He dictated the way things happened. Um, but more on that later. Wow,
0: wow. Jack soft on the commies in this segment as well. Interesting. <laughs> so here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Dwight David Eisenhower. Do you have a weasel of a boss? Maybe mention this to him or her. The supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Without it, no real success is possible, no matter whether it is on a section gang, a football field, in an army, or in an office. Interesting. Integrity. Mailbag. Sue writes, on the topic of the last segment, this is fresh off the presses. I'm a musician who's been making beds and cleaning houses since COVID began. Freaking government money grabbers can go to hell. Would love to make music again and get
3: paid. Yep. Well, you're not a lazy bum, Sue. Well, you don't have to be a lazy bum to uh, be in the <laughs> other position. but um, But yeah, that's the person that never gets spoken for. There are millions of people that are doing those kind of jobs and have been, right? How about, quote, one of them ever in an article about the unemployment benefits ending?
0: So true. Such a good point. And because it's never, ever done, you don't even think about that. Anyway, moving along, Tom writes, I keep reading about workers who don't want to go back to the office, would even take a cut in pay and benefits to keep working from home. Then there's me who's been going in all through COVID. I've gotten used to being surrounded by empty desks and getting my work done in near silence. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the radio ranch, like we've talked about. The bathroom's always open. The coffee machine's always open. It's great. There's always plenty of space in the lunchroom. Never get stuck behind a really slow colleague on, in the
3: hallway. I guess that it's makes a me an antisocial, a- but meh. It's been a full year and a half. It would seem weird now to go to work and have a bunch of people be there. It'd be, it'd be strange. And the parking lot full of cars, like looking for a place to park and stuff, it would just be strange. yeah. Yeah. And meetings again? We, we have we have oh, a meeting? Oh, I haven't Paul been to a meeting. meeting in, Friday at noon. I haven't been to a meeting in a year and a half. The idea of like sixty of us in a room for a meeting just seems so crazy now. Yeah, Why? No we're, we're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it, me alone. It may never happen again in some organizations. It, yep. Yep. It
0: may never happen again. Yeah. All right. So uh Nate with uh, a note re Afghanistan and the Taliban, Joe Biden only got elected because the Dems banned the tally. They're the true tally bands. What do you call a person that's hit a member of the Taliban over the head? A tally whacker. Folks, this goes on for ten more lines. Wow. Nate, you're better than this. All right? I know you are. You're better than
3: this. Did he have a a head full of white claw over the weekend and just sat (laughs) down at the keyboard? (laughs) Oh, he goes,
0: here's a whack. There's a whack everywhere. A tally whack. It's just on and on and on. Nate, come on. That does sound like a head full of white claw. How about this? Mark is uh, just wondering, guys, listening to the podcast over the weekend, I'm a firefighter paramedic, deputy sheriff in the great state of Utah. Wow, you're a busy man. All that stuff. I'm uh, quite busy. I listen when I can. Love you guys. Thank you, sir. Uh, What I don't get about that Antifa high school teacher talking about a call to arms, call to arms to fight whom? The right? The right that the majority hunt, are trained veterans, have guns. That Antifa uprising, I guess, would be short. Uh, Yeah, I would agree, Mark. Uh yeah, I don't I don't see any any call to arms being successful on on any side of the fence. Um, but without getting all second amendment uh, second amendment Anya, the idea is that the populace can resist the authority when they're made desperate. Uh let's see.
3: That's incredibly serious and I'm not in the mood for it. Oh yeah, we do have to talk abortion later cuz the misunderstanding of what happened in Texas either by lack of looking into it or on purpose to whip people up is extraordinary. Right. Well, much like your discussion of economic articles that
0: never quote a taxpayer nor a hardworking person working a crappy job, uh, these stories never reference where most Americans are on abortion, Mm -hmm. and they they don't really try to get the facts right because they're there to whip people up. You know, Michael, if you are willing, you remember, what was that that feature we used to do? Uh, Chatty Checkout Theater. As part of oh, mailbag, right, right. We might debut trying to talk to a school administrator theater as a parent concerned about the anti-racism uh, programs at their school got a severe case of the runaround from the principal, and oh and I have a transcript of the conversation. I think that might be
3: entertaining. So awesome, Michael, so if you're to... willing to oh, bust willing. out your yeah, all right. We ought to check in on Afghanistan when we come back. There are still uh, hundreds of Americans and thousands and thousands and thousands of interpreters and people that worked at the embassy and people that worked at the airport and helped the United States for years, sometimes decades, and got left behind. That's uh, funny. That's not what the State Department's saying. Their messaging is very different. Yeah, and is this story just going to disappear from the headlines, I wonder. But a lot of stuff on the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
4: Your perfect home, sweet home.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The president spent part of Labor Day glad handing at a union hall in Delaware. This is Joe Biden. President Biden, how you doing? He hasn't spoken about Afghanistan in six days when he boasted about Extraordinary success of this mission. But the rhetoric and the reality still don't match. The administration would stand up and talk about all this great success, and certainly the, you know, they evacuated a lot of people. I don't want to take that away from them. But we were hearing very different things on the ground. Like six planes with Americans and Afghan interpreters that can't take off because of the Taliban.
3: Well, we have a sense for this thing because it's what we do for a living. I know my sense is that uh, the country has turned the page on this story. And, um, you know, Fox will continue to report this. And some reporters who have friends and colleagues that are still stuck over there or or have just seen it. You know, they've got a personal interest in trying to get the story out. I just think Joe Biden politically and cynically is right to not talk about it, and I think people are just going to move on. Now, CBS reported over the weekend that the Taliban are holding at least 19 American citizens and hundreds of more people hostage at an airfield in northern Afghanistan, and it's the sort of hostage, you know, give us something or we're not going to let these people out situation that everybody feared, but, you know, I took in a lot of news. It It wasn't many places, that story. Wow, that is extraordinary. Uh,
0: what is the math there? The fact that it was thousands and it's now down to hundreds. We don't care that Americans are being held cuz Anthony Blinken not- at the State Department, he made some he he said, "We've identified a relatively small number of Americans seeking to depart the airport, but we expect
3: the Taliban to live up to their commitments." Yeah. Well, like I said, I think Joe Biden uh, uh not because he's sharp, um, but just the the attention span, I'm not sure there's any story that can last more than a week in the modern world. Any story. Well, I'm going to plug this one for a, another day. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm glad Fox is talking about it. We'll talk about it. I think people should talk about it. It's damned important, but it's just, it's it's you know it's a completely different topic but th- the ability for, uh, for for us to nationally discuss anything for any length of time is just it's amazing
0: the shortening of the national attention span. Yeah. But this, this Blinken character who I'd said fairly kind things about, like during his confirmation hearing, he increasingly, maybe it's, he's just been put in the position of lying, but he is so full of crap. He said it is his understanding the Taliban has not prevented exit for anyone who presents proper documentation, even though you have Americans calling out from that airfield saying, they won't let us out, we have our documents and all. And then you have reporters on the ground uh, saying the opposite. In fact, this guy for uh, Reuters repeat, tweeted, rather, Blinken at Presser in Doha effectively denied reports that Taliban was blocking Americans from departing via charter flights out of Mazar-e-Sharif, but that some folks in the group without valid travel documents meant Taliban had not permitted their planes to depart, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that is absolutely being contradicted by people on the ground.
3: Well, back to the hostage story, I assume Jen Psaki going to do the usual uh, White House press conference sort of thingy today. And I would assume since CBS are, is the one that first brought everybody this story, I would think at least CBS will be asking her about that. Nineteen American citizens that are being held hostage at an airport, along with hundreds of more people that we should that we we claimed we were going to get out. So I would assume CBS will be on that today and the administration will have to say something. Do you
0: want to play some of those clips from the uh, talking sure. shows over the weekend about Afghanistan? They're pretty compelling.
3: Sure. How about uh, Charles Dag- D- Daggett, who's been on the ground there? This is clip 42, Michael.
1: In the capital, they're kind of getting used to a new life under the Taliban. Uh, kids in soccer jerseys praying next to heavily armed Taliban fighters during Friday prayers. The Taliban is literally whitewashing the capital, repainting the blast walls of Kabul. As the Taliban put it, getting it clean and ready for the new government. And some surreal scenes few would have predicted under the extremist regime. A full house turnout to a cricket match over the weekend. Taliban flags flying right beside Afghan flags.
3: Yeah, well... Uh, also have this story. Taliban militants in Afghanistan have shot dead. A police policewoman it came out over the weekend. Banu nigger was killed at her family home in front of her relatives. She was eight months pregnant. There's a lot wow. of the going around to homes. Uh, if they find out you either worked with the Americans or you were a cop or you're a woman who was doing anything other than, you know, hiding in your home, which is all you're allowed to do as a woman. And it's weird. They go to your home, they talk to you for a while, they ask you to step outside, and then they shoot you in front of the family. And they've done this with so many different people. It's just ast- astonishing. Well, and they're trying to put a reasonable
0: face on their regime, even as they hunt people down individually. Um, and I, I dug into that story about that comedian who they killed. He was making fun of the Taliban for the last few years, and, uh, or last quite a few years. And even as they took him into custody, he was mocking them and making jokes about them and the rest of it. And and there are some pictures of guys next to him in this car that they dragged him away in laughing at his jokes, and then they shot him in the head several times. Anyway, but they're trying to appear reasonable, letting the cricket match go on, for instance, making all sorts of nice public statements because they are completely desperate for and dependent on international aid. If they don't get it, from your international bodies and the United States, because we have billions and billions of their assets frozen, plus Afghanistan, as you know, was existing on USAID for the past couple of decades. If they can't get it, they are going to have a horrific problem. Starvation, disease, the rest of it.
3: Do you know any of those <laughs> that comedians' jokes about the Taliban? No, nobody offered any transcripts or anything. What's the deal with the turbans?
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Funny stuff. Uh, Let's see. What else did we want to play? Oh, I like this one. This is uh, clip 43. It's Chris Wallace and uh, Representative McCall of Texas. Since we pulled out, how many Afghan allies have
4: gotten out since the Taliban was in complete control of the country? Zero. And in fact, we have six airplanes at Mazar-Sharif Airport. Six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak. uh, Also with these interpreters. And the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands right now. They, we have, the state has cleared uh, these flights, and the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. So, I'm sorry, the answer to your question is zero. And that's my concern, is they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy, as the government of Afghanistan.
3: I just stoned an adulteress, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> oh, boy. He's doubling down,
0: folks. I kind of admire it. <laughs> and now, the completely ballless Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in 46.
3: We've also been engaging with the Taliban on this topic, including in recent hours. They've said that they will let people with travel documents freely depart. We will hold them to that. Yeah. So this this is the same question I had last week. I can't figure out him. And for for whatever reason, I always forget the name of the other guy who I think are the same person. I think there's just one of them. And they they change their suit and walk back in the guy from the uh, Uh, the, uh, state State national security spokesman. Oh, Oh, national security guy. Yeah. What's his face? What's his name, Hansen? The other guy. The other guy that's the same guy. And they all went to Ivy League schools and they all talk like that and I can't figure out if they do they believe that crap? Do they believe, do they do they feel like if they just say it enough times it will come true magically? Are they being fed crap? Do they are they do they know the truth and they think they can lie to us? Or I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But saying stuff like that is like childlike. It's the company line. It's the messaging. Here is our messaging for
0: today. We expect the Taliban to hold up their end. What it is is a strategy when you have nothing honest to say that would help you. Instead, Jake you say Sullivan. Something That's the other guy. Jake Sullivan. The, yeah. Jake
3: Sullivan and Anthony Blinken are the same person. They just, they change suit jackets and then he walks back in the room. It's a way to cut down on the labor costs there at the Biden White House, I think. It's just, the tight. The COVID and everything, you know. But, but they both do the same things. They state the opposite of what is clearly true to everyone and it's just weird. I can't figure out what's going on there. And they
0: all do it in that weird gray bureaucratic tone of voice and their look and everything. It's just, eh.
3: Well, it's that whole, I have advanced degrees, I'm a genius from an Ivy League college, so this must be true weirdness that some academics have. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but I do think the story is going to recede from the scene. I, I, it's unfortunate, but, man, the stories that are coming out of there, of the, the door-to-store stuff, like the female cop and the comedian or whatever, are just awful. Just They couldn't be more awful. I've got one I'll do later, a longer form, uh, some article I came across over the weekend about this guy who had worked at our embassy for almost 20 years. 20 years of working for the Americans. And we we told them, like, just weeks ago, you know, you're on the list, you'll get out. And then when the whole thing fell apart... They just basically sent him an email, said, "Oh, we'll get back to you," and never got back to him. And him and his Ugh. his wife and kids are just hiding out. They moved, went to a different town, and are hiding with relatives, hoping the Taliban doesn't find them. Oh my God! Can you? I imagine? mean, what you, you can't, can't imagine the terror. As hard as you try, you can't imagine. You can't imagine the terror and the disgust. The disgust. The
0: anger, of, sure.
3: Of hearing all the things you hear about the United States of America and working in that embassy, and then and then getting treated the way you were treated.
0: You know, it's it's just another reminder that when we think of the United States and everything that makes it great, her. I never call countries her. I find that weird. I just I'm not comfortable doing it.
3: I I know everybody does. Cars mm, or guitars or anything like that. Do you call them a her? I really. She's a beauty, huh? I you don't do that. I'm an it guy. Yeah, Mm. yeah. My guitars
0: are gender neutral. By the way, they're non-binary, and I don't appreciate you pressuring them into your paternalistic
3: categories. No pronouns for your guitars. No one Please did. do um, not
1: use gendered
3: language to, to address everyone. I don't think I've ever referred to a motorcycle or a car as a her, either.: I want it to like some a little jivey. I don't know. I think it's our like dad's generation. I don't think people do that anymore, do they? No, I don't think so. Not usually. Anyway, uh, when we think of what makes our country great, uh, as I've said on other
0: topics, it's, it's the people, it's the principles. It's, it's not the freaking government bureaucrats. Nobody's, nobody holds their hand over their, their heart with teary eyes and, and, and thinks of bureaucrats. They're all a bunch of jackasses. I was reminded, you know, we, uh, I, I actually tweeted it out, the video 20 years ago, as of a couple of weeks from now, of President Bush throwing out the first pitch at the World Series at Yankee Stadium, just days after 9-11. And that that clip still gives me chills like crazy, but it's not for bureaucrats. It's not for Anthony Blinken that I get chills. Uh, they and, and and frankly, they're betraying everything that makes America great. If you held a vote of Americans, what percentage of Americans do you think would say that uh, embassy worker we should have gotten out by hook or By oh, 97%. everybody, seven percent. Yeah,
3: yeah, everybody. Um Speaking of which, we're letting in uh, tens of thousands of people that we haven't checked at all, and we have no idea who they are from Afghanistan, but that's a different topic for a different time. We should uh, talk about some of these texts we got from people that uh, are working a number of jobs that they don't like, and knowing their taxpayer money is going to people who have decided not to work, because I just haven't found the thing I like yet. So, um And that's coming to an end this week, and uh, some comments on that. That's good stuff. Also, I had another thing I was excited about. I don't remember what it is. We'll come up with it. Well, Louis Michael, C. I just sent you your script for trying to talk to a principal theater.
1: Okay, I'll press okay. that out.
3: Exciting to debut. Yeah, do it. Do you want to do that next, <laughs> too? That's all on sure. the way. Stay, to it. Stay
1: with us. Armstrong and Getty.
4: perfect home sweet home
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show
3: For instance, uh, a couple of texts that we got when we were talking about how the jobless benefits end this week. I have two part-time jobs while looking for a full-time one, and I may keep one of the two part-time jobs once I have a full-time job. That's someone that's been working throughout the pandemic. Um, Don't forget those of us who have jobs who have been working way harder to cover the employees that stopped coming to work or quit. Uh, And that an industry can't fire and also are taking abuse from customers for slowed service. And Uh, I realize everybody's got a different situation. And maybe you had a perfectly good uh, reason why it made more sense for you to take the benefits that were offered, the government's offering them, um, than to work. But it's just interesting to me that no news coverage of the end of the benefits ever mentions the vast majority of people who weren't taking the benefits, who didn't get the benefits, who were only paying them. Nobody ever talks for that side. Right. Well, one of the hallmarks of the left is what Milton uh, Friedman described as the problem
0: of Mr. X. A and B get together. Mr. A and Mrs. B get together, decide to solve the problems of of C. And they think, let's see, how are we going to get money? Let's take it from Mr. X. And Mr. X is the forgotten man. And Mrs. X, nobody ever asks Mrs. X how she feels about that. So, welcome to democracy. But now uh, Mrs. X can't
3: get an abortion. Oh, and we'll talk about that next hour.
0: <laughs> Democracy: two wolves and a sheep voting on what should be had for dinner. Uh, please uh, uh, welcome to Michael. Do we have theme music for this? Welcome to the first ever edition of trying to talk to a principal theater. <laughs> now I should set this up by telling you the mom in question had a long email exchange with the principal trying to figure out what the racist education the, the curriculum is at her kids school their anti-racist, you know, gender equity stuff, all that. She's like, I'd like to see that stuff because some of it's pretty controversial and I'd like to know what's going on with my kid's school. Well, she got the runaround over and over again. Long email exchange. It's all available on the website. I've been to the website. All there is is a title. I'll get back to you and just nothing. So finally, the phone rings and it's the principal calling and mom starts out with, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Michelangelo our, our trusted uh, technical advisor will be portraying the principal um uh, hello oh thank you for your call. I just want to know what anti-racism principles and curriculum are being taught at the school. I wanted to get clarification on the information you are emailing me about. Oh that's right that's I'm sorry. I screwed up. this is we probably should have worked wow. this out in the Texas. This, uh,
3: this is an embarrassment. okay. so say that again Michael. It is, and it's terrible.
1: I wanted to get clarification on the information you are emailing me about.
0: Yes, thank you for your call. I want to know what anti-racism principles and curriculum are being taught at the school. We are not teaching anti-racism curriculum, and all curriculum can be found on the district website. Well, you mentioned in your email a book that was being taught was written by Ibram X. Kendi, and he pretty much invented the term anti-racism. What exactly is your concern? Well... (laughs) The thing race I said earlier. <laughs> well, race and racism is an important topic and should be discussed. But it's important that it's taught by the correct thought leaders. For example, Ibram X Kendi has been quoted saying that past discrimination should be met with present and future discrimination. I don't want that taught to my children. I have another meeting and I have to go. Well, uh, you literally called me to discuss this. It's only been two minutes.
1: Thank you for your concern. The curriculum is posted on the district website. Okay.
0: Bye. Here you go. Which was followed up by another email exchange
3: in which no meaningful information was imparted. We don't teach anti racism. You sent out an email talking about how you got that uh, candy book. That's what he does. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, really. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, ta- the person you're talking to has no idea what's going on at that level, probably
0: maybe there are lots and lots of school administrators that are way down with this stuff. They are Robin D'Angelo sisters with the white uh,
3: fragility and the rest of it. Some are ignorant, but many are down with it. So who would win between Trump and Biden if the election were held today? Got those numbers for you. We can get to next hour, an hour or two. If the election were held today, it would be a constitutional nightmare. So it really would. Yeah, And uh, I think the turnout would be low because nobody was expecting it or knew they had to vote on September 7th, 2021. Or low because of Republican voter suppression. Right. Um, One of the big stories in the liberal media today. Did you see uh, I tweeted out a picture of my gun over the weekend? I did not see that. that. Follow that whole thing. How did I get on that topic? Why did I? Something came up. And I decided to see if I could tweet a picture of my gun. I didn't know if you could, actually, if that would, like, get flagged or I'd get blocked or what would happen. Apparently, you can tweet a picture of your gun, but the reactions were, were quite amazing. Everything from other people tweeting pictures of their guns to people mocking me for having insecurity issues that I need to have a picture of a gun on my Twitter account or something like that. Did it have a particularly long barrel? Is that the issue? Uh <laughs> Um, Anyway, we can talk about that later, too. A whole bunch of stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC.
4: Armstrong and Getty. With Lucky Land slots, you can
3: get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
4: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo
3: and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
4: perfect home sweet home are the old world picturesque shores of europe calling you set sail on an adventure with avalon waterways enjoy an elevated cruising experience